6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. All right. Keep your texts coming at 780-496-0063. The words that you would like to see banished comes on the heels of that banished words list of 2022 from Lake Superior State University. And, and topping that list this year was, wait, what? And number two was no worries. And no worries is one of those words for a lot of that that phrase is is some that you're saying, oh, yeah, get rid of it. A lot of you probably a majority of you saying that no worries has got to go, that it's rude, that you should say thank you. So note to self, because I say no worries all the time. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Okay, so heads up. I've got it now. Uh, It's 5.09, and I wanted to tell you about this. I've been following along. I follow their Instagram account quite closely, and I've been watching that uh, Edmonton's Wild North Animal Rescue is been incredibly busy during the pandemic. Last year, uh, the number of calls up dramatically. Even in just the past number of months, the number of uh, calls that they had for things like owls, injured owls, off the charts. Dale Gino is the executive director of Wild North joining me this afternoon. Hey, Dale, happy new year. Yeah, happy new year, Dale. How are you? I'm doing really well. Do you have uh, do you have words? Do you have a, a phrase that bugs you that you'd like to never hear again? <laughs> oh my goodness, a phrase that bugs me. Um, uh, them's. Them's. <laughs> people refer to them as them's. Them's, them's guys. Yep, I think. Them's guys. Use guys. All right. Use guys. Add it to, yep. 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 I'll add it to the list. Dale, so give me an idea of what's been going on over at Wild North. It's uh, You guys have been really, really busy. We sure have, uh, and we've been hit kind of with a double whammy. So um, during the pandemic, I think more people have been out and about, you know, with, with a lot of, um, through the course of these last couple of years, a lot of indoor gatherings have been restricted, right? So people are out and about, and, and they just, uh, by virtue of that, they're coming across more injured and orphan wildlife so we're getting lots more calls and uh, many more patients are being admitted and um, topping that off there's been some odd things happening this year sort of cyclic of things um, that means we've received a disproportionate number of migratory bird species this time of year <clears throat> that we're uh, often forced to uh, overwinter uh, until the spring once they're better again we can uh, release them so what's going on? We talk about the migratory birds. Explain us, tell us a little bit more about what, what, what you think is going on there. Yeah, so I'll, I'll touch base on the. You mentioned uh, owls. So, for example, yeah, um, yeah, we've had a crazy number of snowy owls this year. And just to kind of put that in perspective, uh, in less than a month, uh, this last month, we've received 17 injured snowy owls, wow. which, you know, typically, typical year, we might receive one or two during this time of year. Uh, this year, we have 17. So um, think about that particular species. And, you know, every animal is, is kind of different, right? So with that kind of, with that particular species, um, though the numbers as a whole have been dwindling decade to decade, this last year, conditions are just right for them to have a lot of young. And so snowy owls can have up to 16 babies in Whoa. a clutch. <laughs> and uh, so when they have a good year, they have lots of babies. Uh, the adults will often stay all year round in that northern area. And the young birds who are not as good at hunting come south looking for better prospects. But some of them don't know what they're doing. And um, they get in trouble, they get into urban areas, and uh, we find them starving. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, a lot of snowies this year. So the snowies that, that, that are coming in mainly are juveniles then? 
Yeah, they're they're kind of like um, yeah, the juveniles mostly, and they got to remember like up up in the tundra where they're found, you know, where they're born. Um, there's no trees, right? There's no buildings. Yeah. They haven't seen any of this stuff. So they come south, and all of a sudden they find themselves in an urban area, you know, surrounded yeah. by cars and people, and it must be very confusing for them, very difficult for them to hunt, you know, in, in these areas they're not used to doing it. So a lot of them uh, come in starving, and um, you know, sometimes we just need to hold them and beef them up a little bit, get them, uh, you know, uh, conditioned again, and then uh, and then released. Uh, so uh, and others, you know, we had one brought in recently that uh, a snowy that perched. On a um, an industrial stack, you know, I, I guess it mm. thought it might be have a good survey of the area, and then of course the flare came up and singed all those feathers, oh. and so now the poor thing has to stay with us until those feathers grow back, and uh, before he can be released so he can hunt property again. I, I know you guys, um, you do get a lot of calls about migratory birds, especially birds maybe that are still hanging around when we think that they should be long mm. gone. What what what's your what's your advice on 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 that front? Because I suspect some of them may be injured, but some may be just you know. Uh, you know, heading south a little bit later than normal. Yeah, I know that's a very good point. Uh, there, there are a number of locations in, in, in and around uh, Edmonton, actually, where uh, these birds do stay all year round. So, for example, there's an area, uh, Hermitage Park, for example. Um, there's some 20 ducks and some geese that there's a little bit of open water. People feed them there. They're not really supposed mm-hmm. to feed them. It's now, a, there's a bylaw that says you're not supposed to, but because they have access to food and they've got open water, they figure that's much better staying there than, you know, trying that long, arduous, trucks out again right so um some of them do stay so 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 my advice to anybody who thinks uh a bird might be injured or there might be sort of a reason they haven't gone south is to uh, first go on to our website at wildnorth.ca there's lots of information there and then barring that they can call our helpline and we can advise them a little bit on some steps that they can take um you know to determine whether this is uh, an injured animal or one that's just decided to hang out for the rest of the year yeah, you know, one of my listeners just a few weeks ago before Christmas, George was texting in because he had found an injured owl, another, you know, we are talking about owls, and he was going back to, to rescue it and, and take it somewhere. But, I mean, you gotta be, you got to be a little careful when you're, when, you're, when you're deciding to rescue something like an owl, don't you? I mean, they're, they, can be, um, uh, they can be treacherous. Yeah, well, those snowy owls we are talking, those are the largest, most powerful owl species uh, in North America. And uh, those guys could take something as large as a red fox. So, you know, they're powerful talons. When you're handling them, you have to take precautions. All the more reason why you should touch base with us so we can kind of walk you through it. Or if it's a difficult situation, we can send out one of our trained professionals to to lend a hand. So uh, you're you're having more uh, animals, more birds come in. You're dealing with more calls, and I, I'm betting I'm betting because of uh, the pandemic, fundraising has been down. So I suspect uh, that you know things might be tight uh, money-wise over there. Give us an idea of what's going on and, and and how we can help out. Yeah, no, I appreciate that sentiment for sure because uh, this year we're overwintering more animals than typical, and when you have to keep those animals for months on end until the spring. Uh, uh, those costs go up. So, for example, things like these birds of prey, for example, all these snowy owls, we have to feed them natural foods. They're bringing quail yeah. from a quail farm to feed these guys, you know. And and so, this, you know, I mean, you ever go to a restaurant and order quail? I mean, it's not quite the same, <laughs> but but it is uh, it is expensive. And uh, so, yeah, and, and you're right. Um, you know, we're up about uh, 20% in, in admissions and we're up about 60% in phone calls. So our costs are uh, through the roof right now. So if, if anybody, uh, you know, this uh, holiday season is thinking that they'd like to help out wildlife, um, you know, it's much appreciated we are uh, you know it takes a whole community to save wild creatures and uh, we work together with the community so people that are interested in helping out can go onto our, our website again that's uh, wildnorth.ca and um, see how they can donate to the to the website Dale what about volunteers do you need uh, do you need some more volunteers 
So we operate right now, we have about 300 uh, volunteers in uh, northern Alberta, many of which are in the Edmonton region, that, that help us everything from transporting animals to, to rescue, to care, to administrative tasks, all that kind of stuff. Um, Right now, however, with the, the new, uh, uh, you know, the new uh, variant uh, and, and stuff, getting together personally to do some of that stuff is very difficult. So um, temporarily, at least, um, we do have a suspension on our volunteer training. But people that are interested in volunteering should still contact us because as soon as, you know, some of these restrictions are, are lifted, when the general consensus is we can get back to normal, we'd love to have a list of people we can engage to help us out. Awesome. Well, just one more thing. Uh, old Christmas trees, if I remember in the past, old Christmas trees are of a great use to Wild North. Are they still? They are. Uh, that campaign is almost done, but there's a couple of days left. So we are accepting Christmas trees up until the 8th, um, and we're looking to get 100 trees. And we're almost there. I think we're about 20 short or, or so. And those trees, you're right, are, are really invaluable for us. It brings a little bit of the outside indoors for these animals that are trying to recoup over the winter, it provides them with shelter, uh, food in some cases, eat the trees um, we can put uh, perching material we can actually put berries in the trees so that the songbirds can forage so it, it is a big help and uh, just just helps reduce stress for these animals that have to live in this you know alien environment for them right out of the wild yeah and uh, so for more information if you want to find out how to help out again wildnorth.ca dale always uh, enjoy our conversation someday we'll do it in person again and you can bring some critters back into the studio i look forward to that day i hope all is well with you and happy new year i look forward to that too Jillian. thanks and happy new year to you yeah, take care. Dale Ginau joining us this afternoon. He's executive director of Wild North and, uh, again, the website wildnorth.ca. If you have an old Christmas tree that you want to get rid of.